All right, so welcome to another episode of Powerhouse Conversations brought to you by Dream Big Sports, uh, where we bring on powerful guests uh, to have dope conversations about the sports industry and how we can innovate in the sports industry. Um, today, we have a special uh, episode about minorities uh, in baseball. So we have minority baseball prospects on. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves, um, and we can go from there. Well, I started off Alexander White. CEO, founder of uh, Minority Baseball Prospects. Yeah, Reggie Hollins, uh, president, COO of Minority Baseball Prospects. Jarrell Calhoun, regional director, state of Alabama, president of the community relations of Minority Baseball Prospects. Cool, cool. So uh, I'll start off with Alex. What what brought this? Uh, like, what brought this to fruition? Like, what what made you start this? Uh man, if you if you in Atlanta, man, you know a little something about Redan High School, man, and uh, Redan really is the mecca of black baseball of you know any high school in the country, you know, dealing with blacks, man, and just having kids drafted and um, you know sign with colleges, man. So you know, I, I first you know started this 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 journey, um, you know, I, I was the first black head coach at Griffin High School, you know, and when I was at Griffin my first year, man, I was blessed. Um, to start is, you know, having players just get drafted, man. My first year, I was the youngest uh, head coach in Griffin, man. I had the number 10 pick overall in the, in the draft in 2015, Cornelius Randolph. And then moving and having the, uh, my second year, having another kid drafted, Therese Fuller. And then, um, you know, I, I started thinking, hey, what else more can I do? And I started going to conventions and doing different things and just seeing different people in, in the game of baseball. And I met this guy named Greg Goodwin. And I was like, uh, he was like, uh, we was in a big time meeting with all the top scouts in the country, man. And you know, I'm bragging about what I got. He said, man, you're nothing, man, if you ain't at Redan. Um, and we, we the Melka. Um, so here, man, he, he recruited me and got me into Redan as the head coach, man. The rest is history, man. We lost in the state championship last year as the only black, you know, only black team in the playoffs. And then, um, you know, Redan, the only black team to ever win the state championship. And then, uh, you know, six years of Redan. You know, seven kids drafted, every kid I've had signed. So, you know, going to different things, I'm like, you know, why wait on MLB or anybody else to make change when uh, I'm a black guy on the ground with no resources and I'm making this all happen. So, you know, during COVID, I got a really, you know, great opportunity to really sit down and, um, you know, think and ponder and see what I can do. And, um, you know, this, this idea came along. I mean, it came along and then, man, three years later, we're the biggest black company in the world. Gotcha, gotcha. So what I, I know we have uh, your your other uh, partners on on as well. Uh, what brought you uh, to them? What 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 brought your idea of uh, bringing them on? I guess with with me, man, um, being in this baseball world and just being the guy I am, I'm, I'm looking for people um, who have the same passion as I do, right? You look for people who've done something in their past careers and, and really impacted the, the game of baseball at a, at a high impact. And with everything that we do, I, I thought it would be perfect to have, you know, Reginald Hollins, who's done such a tremendous job at Tuskegee and one of our big sectors in the in the work in, in our organization is HBCU. So why not have one of the, the top HBCU coaches in the country um, come in and be in the park um, to, of what we do? Um, and again, it just came for a circle. We, we, we talked about how we met a while back. Just, you know, his ace this year came from Redan. And, um, you know, he, he asked me a while back or something to invest in, man. And I, 
you know, in my back of my mind, I was like, man, I told him, hold your money, man. I got some for you in the, in the future, man. And it came, came back around. And he, he's been, you know, uh, my right-hand man for the last two years. And then, you know, Jarrell, the same type thing, man. Just finding the right people, man. We, we, we met him and connected and, and hit it off. And then, you know, with this company, anybody that you got involved into this company, from Jeremy Beckham to Tyrone White, who is our uh, – you know, our fashion guy over our clothing, man, everybody has the same passion of helping kids and being the biggest. Oh, man, that's what we're doing, man, just trying to change the world. Gotcha, gotcha. So, Reggie, uh, tell me a little bit about your background and, uh, you know, what what, what made you want to uh, jump into this role? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like Alex said, man, we've, we've been knowing each other uh, for a while through the game of baseball. Um, and... I was just looking for something to in, invest my money into that was more so driven on the, the line of passion and not necessarily a return. You gotcha. know, um, I, I wanted my return uh, of investment to come off of success for kids. And so I saw um, minority baseball sprouting. And so I just had a big question. I, I saw that Alex was involved and, you know, it didn't quite know the lay of the land, the, the backstory on who was running it, but I saw Alex had some type of heavy influence, so I asked him about it, and uh, next thing you know, he told me, you know, hold your money, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about it, and next thing you know, man, I I, I was just behind the scene while I was at Tuskegee mm -hmm. uh, University, and, uh, you know, it was a situation to where it was almost like a perfect marriage, because mm -hmm. some of the things I had done at Tuskegee um trickled right into what the missions are for minor baseball prospects so you know at tuskegee i had to kind of really revitalize the program mm -hmm. and uh put a lot of my own resources into it you know and actually made it more interesting to the school and the institution um and i think that's a lot of what alex has done uh with minority baseball prospect he's he's reviving you know minorities in in the game of baseball in all sectors of the country and so, you know, I was doing that on a small scale. So I said, why, why not go ahead and impact thousands versus right. 30, you know? Right. Right. Um, and so Alex and I just really hit it off. You know, he's, he's a mastermind, a genius at, you know, executing ideas. And, you know, I have, I have experience. I've, I'm, I'm have a pretty creative mindset and I have a way with people and I have a way with relationships. So we really make a great team. And then you have a Jarrell who I've been knowing for a while. He's been on the ground with me. He's helped several camps at Tuskegee. Uh, so, you know, I trust him in the world of baseball. He he understands growing, you know, the game in his community. Uh, so, you know, the three of us, you know, it's, it's, it's no better team. And then, like he said, the extension of Tyrone and, and Jeremy. Uh, so, you know, we're continuously growing our team. But, you know, for me, it was a no-brainer because it, it's a continuation of what I started at Tuskegee and now just at a, at a higher level, uh, you know, and, and more rapid rate. Gotcha. So Jarrell, I know, you know, we grew up in the same area. So, uh, you know, what have you seen from the time we grew up and, 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 you know, people being interested in baseball to now to how, like, how, how are you, uh, impacting the youth to be able to, to, uh, have that will and that want to, to, uh, start playing baseball? Well, for me, Fred, man, just exposure, uh, you know, Coming from where we from, football and basketball yeah. is just key. So you don't have you don't have a lot of baseball 
around here. You have a lot of great baseball players, but they don't have that platform or the know-how to get to that next level. So Alex has the he has the pedigree. He has he has everything. So I just been happy to be able to be able to be a part and be able to bring on the kids in the River Region area and get them that knowledge and that background to know like, hey, in order to get seen, you need to be with this right here. You need to be with minority baseball prospects in order to be seen. So we've been able to I've been able to hit the ground running, been able to crack the door, getting these people getting these people involved. Um uh, We've been getting a lot more Montgomery kids involved and in Alabama just peered, yeah. getting involved more so than ever. So we still scratching the surface, but I've been able to get out there more and more, talking to more people every day. Um, and, and I'm a people person, so I'm, I love that aspect. I love that aspect of our company. I'm able to get out and reach a lot of people and just get them involved and just spread the information. Gotcha. So, and that leads me to, uh, you know, uh, the events. So, like I know y'all recently just had uh you know the HBCU All Star Game. So tell me a little bit about the idea behind the events and how did that work? Yeah, I, I think I'll start on that, uh, guys, if you don't mind. But I think it was really cool um, of the vision uh, that Alex had because it it set right into what I know was needed. Uh, there had never been a, a large national scale uh, HBCU game, and Alex had the the, the guts to you know, started out in Hoover, Alabama, um, you know, a week after the SEC tournament, you know, everybody is, you know, gung-ho on the SEC. So to put those kids uh, from HBCUs around the country in the same venue and expose them on the same platform, you know, as the SEC kids is, was, was a, a dream come true. And uh, the traction of the, the event just took off, man. Year two, we went from Hoover to the Atlanta Braves, you know, the world champs. Uh, and it, it doesn't get much better than that on a major league stage. And, uh, you know, so the vision of that, the vision of that um, event is really surrounded around community as well and, and teaching, you know, turning non-baseball fans into baseball fans and, you know, almost kind of mind tricking them, you know, with vendors and entertainment and, you know, different community initiatives to, to, to actually have them forget that they're at a baseball game. And that's right. what happened out there. Uh, so we we had we came in contact with some amazing corporate partners, you know, American Family Insurance, Coca-Cola, um, the Players Alliance, um, the Henry Aaron Lewis uh, Fund actually, you know, presented the game. So it, it, it's 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 a building block. It was a huge building block on year two uh, for what's to come in the future. And I think that was my favorite part that, you know, we're turning non-baseball fans into baseball fans. Gotcha. 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 And so. What are some of the uh, the events that you have planned for the future? Well, we um, have, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. We got a plethora of things, man. This, this year, this actually the end of this month, we're we're um, we're pushing for our first year doing our underclass all American games, the top twenty fives through the twenty eight. So you're talking about uh, eighth graders to tenth graders going to do four games in Gastonia, um, Gastonia, North Carolina. We're doing it there because. Um, Brandon Bellamy is the first uh, black owner of a uh, the first um, black owner of a professional baseball team. Um, so he has a he has a dope um, stadium, man, in Gastonia, North Carolina, man. Caramon um, Health uh, Park is pretty dope. And then, you know, again, every year, really, man, everything just gets better, man. We were just at East Coast Pro 
uh, which is the top player in the world, um, at Hoover Met um, yesterday. And we couldn't stop walking because everybody was trying to ask us about our All-American game that we did in Miami last year and where it's going to be at this year, man. So we had like 100 scouts last year, and the number two and number four player in the, cunt, um, in, in the draft this year uh, was in that game as captains. So this year we're doing it again. Uh, we're doing it at the, uh, the ballpark of the beaches at West Palm, man, which is the minor league facility for the Houston Astros. I um, mean, the Nationals is, is, is really dope, man. Um, October 3rd through the 5th. And then next year, we're just rolling out. Um, we, we're actually rolling out um, softball, man, minority softball okay. prospects. Um, and we're going to give them a whole array of events moving from their HBC All-Star game to their, um, to their you know, girls girls don't have a collegiate league, man. So we're doing a, um, a women's collegiate league and then doing the All-American game. Um, okay. And then we're just going to push more toward – um, our ID camp just so that we can focus more on finding these kids that's under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, in this month, right now, August, we're going to HBCUs and doing ID camps. And then a portion of what we make from those ID camps, we're giving it back to the HBCUs. So okay. um, we're really just, you know, our big thing now, we're just plugging in, um, you know, baseball, education, um, and getting into those communities uh, and impacting the communities. Uh, where we know that um, they need to be successful in the game of baseball and life. Gotcha, gotcha. So I was reading something that said that MLB has the lowest percentage of black baseball players in the last three decades, and it's down to, I think it's like uh, 7% of black Absolutely. and then 38% of, uh, of people of color. So, like, what, from your from your uh, perspective, what is the reasoning why of, of, of why, uh, you know, blacks aren't gravitating towards the sport? Um, I guess I can take uh, for for me, uh, being a high school coach for twelve years, man. High school baseball for blacks is just kind of um, isn't isn't really good. You know, you got reading and then everything else is um, kind of tough. Just you know, when I'm talking about competing for a state championship, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and being the high pinnacle. And uh, some of that is you know fundamentals, and you know getting into those communities early into mm-hmm. little little league and really harping on fundamentals, you know, in football, you know, you can do daddy ball and, you know, the biggest person going to be successful, you know, that doesn't work in baseball. So a lot of times the, the trigger down effect is in middle school, they don't have the skills and they get hard and they quit. Right. So I know a big thing where we're trying to do a minority baseball prospects is get into that youth space and really horn in with our resources and, and jump on fundamentals. And then really understanding that, you know, probably 70, 70%, of you know the draftees in the you know who got drafted this year is from colleges, probably eighty percent. Um, excuse the numbers, growth. But to go to college and play baseball at a higher, you know, at a D one or a Tuskegee, you got to have grades, man. And you know, with football and basketball, you can kind of skate or skate away from that. You know, you have two five, two three, two four, and kind of get in and you know still have a full scholarship. You know, uh, baseball, you know, academics is key. You know, um, and, and you know, you're not going to get a full ride. So the academic park is really what's going to get you an opportunity to go to college and not have to pay a million dollars. So um, really harping in, again, harping in on baseball and education. Once we can kind of tackle the educational side and making sure that we're just as successful in the classroom as it is, as it is in the baseball field, I think then we'll see more numbers in college and then you'll see more numbers getting drafted out of the pros. Gotcha. To the pros. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I, I think just to just to piggyback off what he said, because he covered the majority of um, my thought process as well. But, 
you know, it's also it's also those resources. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is very expensive, and uh, that's why I love what we do from a a, a nonprofit standpoint. Right. right. We give back a lot of resources and right. time, um, you know, to to really help the deficit. Yeah. Uh, that's there because you know you you talk about travel ball. <laughs> I mean, you you coming out the pocket three, four grand before you even pay for a hotel or anything, you know, yeah. on, on the food yeah. side. So, I mean, that right there in itself will price you out. Yep. You know, and then and then on a on, on another scale, what we try to do is at every event, we try to take these elite athletes and marriage them with the community kids. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if they if they're able to see and touch these kids and have someone to look up and inspire to be like, you know, it'll grow that number at the top as well. Yeah. Now you, you hit it right there. Cause I, I had uh, some more research I had. Did. It said that baseball, like to play year round, it's up to 4k in, in this article that I was reading or whatever mm-hmm. it says up to 4k. And then the average white family makes 171 1k, but the average black family only makes 17k a year. So if you look at that discrepancy, then you, you that's right there. Pricing yourself out of oh well, I'm not going towards baseball. It costs too much, right? Absolutely. So that's that's probably what the average black family is thinking um, as well. So that's that's a good point. Especially when you look at the sport aspect of it, as you know, you got a single mom with probably yep. three four boys. Yep. That's a lot of that's a lot of money to yep. play baseball versus basketball or football. Yep. And uh-huh. another way to pick it back because Alice hit it on the head. Uh, you, you can't get no better than that answer on both answers, but. Mm-hmm. Also, you have uh, you have a lot of youth coaches that's out there on the ground level that that didn't play baseball mm-hmm. or don't like baseball, so they discourage they discourage little Ray Ray, yep. you know, little Johnny. Oh, hey man, you don't need to be playing baseball. You need to go into football or get this basketball. So that's another reason too. Now that makes sense because like if they if they're just doing it if they're just coaching just to coach. They're not really passionate about them playing the sport, and then also, like you said, if their if their dad didn't play the sport or whoever whatever father figure in their life didn't play the sport, then they're not going they're not going to drive them towards that sport. So Absolutely, so, I mean, absolutely, sure. So, what are some of the uh, I guess the ideas? I know you talked about it a little bit with the uh, you know high school, but at the youth level, right? So, what what are some of the things that y'all are doing? Because I know you said you're giving back through the nonprofits. What are some of the are there, are there like small smaller camps uh, that y'all are going to start doing? Um, yes. So, so really for every big event that we have, we do a kid clinic. So when we came to Atlanta, um, you know, not with, not just for those HBCU guys, man, we, we had over 900 kids at our kids clinic. Right. So the big thing about drawing the attraction for baseball is also getting them to understand that it's fun and that it's cool and that the people playing it is really cool. So, you know, we really, if you look at baseball, you, you really don't know the superstars, right? Yeah. So I think that's one of the things, and us partnering with Adidas too, with clothing and making it look cool. I think all of it just a marriage of how we done gonna continue to grow the game. Um, again, just going back, it's no really no superstars of what we have because you know, if you're thinking about back in the days, you know Barry Bonds and Deion Sanders and and those different guys were, you know, were, were surreal. Even Sammy Sosa, when them guys with him bone, they was on them broad. Man, everybody was. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball, you know right. what I mean? Yep. You know, you go back to today, I I can go probably every elementary school, um, unless it's a kid that plays baseball. They can't tell me one player is in a major league, black or white. All right. 
right? It's part of promotion, and it's it's part of what we're doing to you know promote the game of baseball. It, it's really not at the apex of what it should be. Um, but with our social media page, and what we're trying to do is really hone in on getting it visible again. And then the long term goal is you know the DR and in Puerto Rico are you know dominating the MLB because they have academies and things like that that can really hone in on. You know, teaching kids what they need to know and give them, you know, if you give me 15, 12 to 15 hours with a kid every day, um, he's going to be good at baseball and he's going to be good educationally. So the more we can kind of control the situation um, at the highest level and the lowest level, uh, we feel like we can make a big impact. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. So when I, I know you, you said they got academies out there in the DR and stuff like that, how did how did those get did, did they get funded by like, I guess, uh, baseball uh, pro prospects or, or something Major like that? How, how did that happen? Major League Academies. So, okay. so yeah. team yeah. affiliates, um, they place academies across the water. Ah, okay. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. you know, go ahead, go ahead, Alex. No, no, it's more of a, um, I ain't going to say cheap labor, um, but it's an opportunity for them to get players at a, at a lower rate you know, start, starting off, now they're getting paid, you know, big, big bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an opportunity for them to get players younger and pay them less and put more into the minor league system. And, you know, at the end of the day, if, if you give up any kid um, that's hungry, you know, every, everything's going to di- differentiate at some point. But you give every kid an opportunity to, to do minimal education and go full-time sports, and that's all they live and breathe, yeah. you're going to have freaks that come out there, man. So – um, you know, with MLB put a, they invested probably every team in MLB has an academy in those uh, foreign regions. So, um, you know, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, what does that look like for for um, for uh, us in the U.S.? Like, for would that be you all creating that academy and and then moving forward like like that? Uh, I guess separate from from the MLB, or how does that look? Yeah, for us, man, it's just giving us full autonomy to, to kind of control everything um, that we know that needs to be changed, gotcha. right? Even if it's starting off with, um, you know, the big thing right now is, is prep schools, right? Yep. Uh, everybody want to go to prep school to reclass and different things like that. But for us, we'll love to, to, to kind of start younger in, in the elementary sense into like a charter situation where um, – you know, education and baseball and just other sports also, but we're really going to hone in on baseball and then education and making sure once a kid come out of the MVP Academy um, or whatever we, we end up calling it, we're going to know they're going to be plus academically. Um, it's not going to be a problem with them going to college and, and, and being, uh, you know, exceptional in the academic piece um, and going to be, you know, successful in their communities at, at the end of the day. But their, their, their baseball fundamentals is going to be, you know, off the charts. You know, they're going to be successful in the game of baseball also. So once we're able to tackle those three things and then the financial part is non-existent because we're taking everything cost efficiently, um, you know, we, we're going to be able to change the game uh, with the game of baseball around the country, not just in the South, but kind of controlling everything around every region. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so, uh, with that being said, I know we talked about some of the uh, the things with the funding and and, and how that, how that works. But uh, have you all have you all gotten to the uh, the NIL space or looking to get into the NIL space to because you know bringing in uh, revenue that that kind of uh, you know getting the kids to want to play 
that that's uh, one of those those uh, those uh, avenues to get revenue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's definitely a, a bridge that we're figuring out right now. Um, you know, you kind of have to digest it a little bit. Yep. Let, let just kind of lay back, see how it's working on the platforms for colleges uh, and um, and and amateur players. Period, and just kind of you know make it fit into our perimeter. Right. Uh, so yeah, we are digesting it and and coming up with some ways to kind of tap into that NIL um, because it's a huge market. Yeah. And uh, it's a game changer, and, and we impact so many kids, and I think it's really going to change the game for us and, and the kids and their families. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking, like, just as far as the ability for minority prospects to be able mm-hmm. to, to, to capitalize, because uh, when you think about the, uh, you know, getting them out there and getting them exposure, Absolutely. Uh, one of the ways to do that is to be able to uh, to bring in bring in money and bring, in, bring them in other ways to get money. So, well, For sure. And I wanted to say this real quick, Fred and fellas. Uh, going back to what we was talking about, I don't think you know about our mascot, Fred. I don't know if you did in the research, yeah. but we have a, we have our we have our own official mascot. Okay. Uh, his name is Swaggy. So okay, our superstar. He's our superstar. That's been, that's been our superstar to draw our kids and our youth mm-hmm. into that the game sense. of baseball. Uh, we we gave them cards at the HBCU All Star game, like trading cards. What we yeah. had when we was small. Yep. So they got a chance to take those home. Okay. Um, we gave them swaggy T-shirts. So um, I know a lot of kids that they got those shirts, and I've been speaking with parents that said the kids don't want to take those shirts off or they oh, wear their baseball part where they go. So that's dope. We've, been that, we've been touching that part very good. No, that's that's definitely and, dope. And if you see Swaggy, man, he's he's bigger than a he's bigger than a um, a mascot, right? Mm-hmm. And and the reason you know Swaggy is his name is because we bring swag, flash, flair, yep. and style to the game, right? While playing at a high level, and that's what Swaggy stands for. But Swaggy's also going to be, you know, that that uh, representation that navigates the message for us, right? Teaches the history, and like Jarrell said, you know, he's going to impact that kid and and give that kid some hope and say, hey, man, I yep. I, I, I like. I can be swaggy. Right. Right. You know, yep. You can be swaggy on the diamond. And that's what we want. Yep. You know, that's what we want to marriage right there. So now, nah, Jarrell, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, swaggy is an important piece. He's an important piece to teach in this game. Now, that's super important because, like you said, you want to get them at a young age. And, and, and at that age, that's when they are most impressionable. And they, they, they're mm-hmm. going to they, they have to find something that they're going to attach themselves to. So that's, that's definitely dope. Quick, quick story, too. We were uh, the team. We were coming from Detroit, right? We were in the airport, and I shoved Alex. I said, "Hey, give me a swaggy card, man!" And uh, he gave me a swaggy card. I saw a family with a young man, and I approached him. I introduced myself, and I said, "Hey, man, do you play ball?" He said, oh, "Basketball, football." I said, "Okay, well, man, you may need to think about baseball." And so I said, "Well, here's a card, man. Here's a card. This is our mascot, you know, Swaggy." And uh, I walked away and I kind of overheard the conversation. His mom was asking to see the card. The kid would not give it up. <laughs> the kid said, Mom, I, I want to play baseball or look into it just because of that card. And I, I that was a test just to kind of see how powerful Swaggy is. And, yeah, Swaggy's going to be a bad boy, man. 
No, that's dope. That's that's definitely dope. That's definitely dope. Mm-hmm. Have y'all? Uh, I don't know how uh, familiar y'all are with uh, NFTs, but uh, have y'all thought about doing uh, uh, NFT around Swaggy and, and, and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely, man. Tyrone, our um, creative director, that's that's okay. all up his alley. Yeah, okay. he's all, he's into NFTs and you know you know the the making of Swaggy's uh, you know career basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's all on that, man. So we got some cool things coming down the line, some things we pitched to certain companies. So we you yeah. know, look out, look out for Swaggy guys. Yeah, that 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 yeah, sounds like something that can can definitely grow with with the company. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's a, that's a dope idea. Absolutely. Well, I know we're coming up at the, at the end of our time, but I, I definitely want to uh, talk about the, the, the future and whatever whatever else you all want to leave uh, with the people. So uh, I'll, I'll leave the floor open for you all. Uh, yeah, man, we we just want to, uh, you know, get the people to continue to follow us and get an opportunity to see how big we've grown in three years. And I know a lot of people really not accustomed with, you know, high school baseball and college baseball, but we want to really make it attractive again. Um, just like the Negro Leagues, man, when, you know, everybody was really excited um, when the Negro Leagues came in town, man, it was the biggest black business at that point in time because everything had to go black. Yep. Um, and- they came into town, you know, you're talking about 30,000, in the stadium, you know, black businesses was booming, uh, restaurants, clubs, everything for that whole weekend was, you know, the apex of, of that city. Um, so that's what we're just trying to bring back, um, you know, from our youth phase to our, you know, when we go to Gastonia, we're trying to pack it out. You know, yeah. we, we're bringing 120 kids. We're talking about, you know, economic dollars into that city that haven't yeah. been there. Um, same thing that we did to Atlanta and just everywhere that we go going into West Palm. So um, our big thing, man, is just trying to impact the whole world with this with this game of baseball and then just continuing to grow. Um, and we just want everybody just to continue to follow us on, uh, you know, at MVP Takeover, man, and just get a chance to sit down and just watch what we post, man. You'll really get intrigued about the game of baseball. Love it, love it, love it. What about you, Reggie? Uh, for me, man, I, I, I just really um, think that, we're, we're teaching again. Um, at the same time, we're teaching. This is nothing new. Um, I think it's a myth that this is not our sport. Because, mm-hmm. uh, again, like he said, you know, the Negro Leagues were well established. Right. And um, a lot of Negro great Negro League greats uh, hold records <laughs> as they're combining Major League and Negro League records right now. So the history just kind of shows us that this is what we do. Right. Uh, so I want to get back to what we do, um, you know, from a standpoint of playing baseball from, from a young age, because every kid in the country started playing baseball first back in the day, because that was the first organized sport. So when you do the history of it, whether they're panning out as a, you know, professional football player, mm-hmm. professional basketball player, their first sport was probably baseball. Right. So, um, you know, I just kind of want to get back to the root of that, man. And I think the things that this company embodies and the journeys that we're taking, we're, we're on the way. So you guys just continue to support us. And like you said, follow us on social medias at MVP Takeover on all platforms. Cool, cool. You want to close us out, uh, Drew? Yeah, man, for me, I can't, I can't end it no better than what they said, man. But, like, for me, getting back still out here with these youth, Getting the city of Montgomery, my city, getting behind, getting behind myself and behind Alex and Reg and our company. And really 
really, you know, supporting, doing all they can to support us, help us grow the game of baseball through these kids and through these youth. That, that's that's my why. I love to be a part. I, I tell them all the time, I appreciate them for letting me be a part of their team. I appreciate you for bringing us on and letting us talk more. And yeah, thank you. More, thank you. Spread more of our, you know, spread more of what we got going on, you know, spreading the, spreading the conversation and just spreading the wealth to, to baseball, man. I, that's 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 what I want to do, and uh, and we gonna continue to do it. Now I appreciate y'all for coming on. Um, it was this was, was definitely a, a great conversation to have. I, like I said, uh, love what y'all are doing. So you know, it was a, it was a great conversation to have based on you know what I what I do on this podcast. So I appreciate y'all, and I and I, I look forward to seeing how y'all grow. If there's anything anything else I can do to help with that, just let me know, and um, I'll be in touch. Absolutely. No, thank you, man. Thank you for the platform and. Thank you for your time and what you do for sports. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you.